The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. Fred here. I'm back. I'm back. Thank you all so much for the kind emails, uh, the kind Instagram notes, um, everybody who reached out and and sent their condolences uh, after the loss of my father-in-law. Thank you so much. And a big shout out to uh, Podcast One for taking on the the editing and production of my show while I was while I took a month off from it. And um, I appreciate everyone's patience as I you know as my family grieved. And you know, it's it's one of those things. Life is life is about um, you know being with family and taking care of one another. And, you know, I needed the past month to be with my family and the, the podcast, uh, took a month off and I couldn't have done it without my podcast partners and podcast one. So thank you to everybody, um, there and thank you all for the patience. Uh, so this week's guest is someone you've seen a lot on TV, Glenn Howerton from, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. And he is, uh, he and um, Rob uh, and Charlie, his uh, ac- his co-actors on the show, his co-stars on the show, have started a whiskey brand. And uh, today is a little different than most of my shows where I send people stuff and we taste blindly. Um, I got uh, Glenn in between filming. And so... We, I tasted, rather, he did not taste, I tasted his whiskey that he did in partnership with uh, with the gang, and it's called Four Four Walls, Four Walls, I almost said Four Roses there, you know, my 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 brain is, is wired to when I say four, and I'm talking about whiskey, just to automatically say roses, but it is a 15-year-old Irish whiskey, so a 15-year-old cast-strength Irish whiskey. I tasted it. You'll hear my thoughts on it in the segment, but let's just say I'm still tasting it. Uh, one of the things I pointed out, if you're listening to this, I encourage you to actually go watch it on YouTube as well. But if you are listening to this, one of the things that I point out in the interview is like I really love the packaging and like what they what they sent with it. Uh, they sent me a sign that says, never but never question the bartender's judgment. I think that is true. And then they sent these uh, quotes here um, about four ro- four walls uh, from each of the uh, each of the co-founders, which is the the actors of the show. A toast to our good buddy Rob. He's the reason we all got this job. Thank God he made Sonny to prove that he's funny because his other show makes people sob. <laughs> Three cheers for our pal Charlie Day. He's one of a kind in a way. We'd flatter him more, but he'll walk out the door and forget every word that we say. And now for our guest, let's raise our glasses to Glenn. He's the best of the five-star men. He's the host of this show. Can't say safe on the snow, and he dreams of not chewing again. Interesting cards uh but that's uh that's who we've got on this week's show it's a fun interview and actually you get a little inside look into hollywood uh what it's like um to be behind the scenes at always sunny in uh philadelphia and just uh, appreciate you all tuning in now 
some things to listen to after uh, the interview. I've got a few announcements to come up, so make sure you stay toward the end. But uh, please enjoy this week's episode with Glenn Howerton. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. A stamp of authenticity, a commitment to quality, and a guarantee of transparency. On March 3, 1897, the Bottled and Bond Act was signed into law, and an important part of whiskey-making history was born. Now, 125 years later, it's a tradition that Heaven Hill Distillery is proud to preserve. From simple pleasures like Evan Williams Bottled and Bond and Mellow Corn, to more rare finds like Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond, and Henry McKenna Single Barrel. Learn why Heaven Hill Distillery is the number one producer of Bottled and Bonds. Explore the history and requirements at bottledandbond.heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. 
transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action, be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves to become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-ya. And joining the Fred Minnick Show is Glenn Howerton of It's Always Sunny. How you doing, Glenn? Good to see you. I'm good, man. How are you? Fantastic. This is a this is a big week for you all. You just launched a a, a new whiskey, Four Walls. I mean, you got to be pretty excited right now. Yeah, it's kind of a, a dream come true. It's not the kind of thing that I ever imagined I would do. Quite quite honestly, um, you know, I don't. Uh, I never really saw myself really even as a as a businessman. I still don't really. Uh, so it's uh, it's exciting though because you know I I I'm putting out something that I'm just a big I'm a whiskey fan. It's it's always been my go to uh, ever since okay. I started. Uh, really sort of being able to appreciate the the flavor of a spirit, you know, instead of just you know, sticking it in a diet Coke and, you know, getting it down and, and getting hammered before going to a keg party or something. Uh, you know, it's got the, 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 the thing that I always return to and I'll, I'll go explore, you know, I'll, I like to drink wine. I like to explore the wine world. I like to explore tequilas in particular, uh, vodka, I mean, I don't know. Does anybody really like sit and just like savor a, a, no. a really fine vodka? No, no, that didn't um, happen. <laughs> uh, but you know, I listen a great like chilled shot of vodka. Uh, you know, a, a very clean, very clean buzz. You know, so it, there's a lot. Maybe like there's there's need for that, I suppose, here and there. You know, I but uh, but of course, uh, and I've got a little bit of a saying. You know, vodka sucks, and it's kind of a I have uh, I have to see seek a therapist about my issues with vodka. So I have really major issues when it comes to vodka. Glenn, Why? So. What do you mean? Why? You know, it, it all goes back to when vodka becomes popular and starts knocking whiskey off the shelf. And then today, the business practice of vodka. First of all, my my contention against vodka never has anything to do with with the actual flavor of it or the brands okay. or the people making it. It's never to do with that. It's the business practice of it. Like the, in order for a lot of companies, in order for them to, for a, a retailer to buy a single bottle of one of their allocated rare whiskeys, they'll have to buy, you know, 10 cases of vodka in order to do that. And so it, why? because that's the only way that they can get the retailers to buy vodka and, and the, and the retailers then put it in the front, discount it, 
and sell it at like eight to 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, to the basically the people who need a drink at eight o'clock, eight to 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, right. So that's the business of vodka really does suck. So I should probably update that phrase, but it, you know, it doesn't go to quite the same as vodka sucks. So it's got a good ring to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. You know, there's just, uh, uh, and I, and I'm, uh, you know, the, I'm not, I'm by no means a a whiskey expert, uh, and I know that you've had some very very educated uh, guests on that can speak at great lengths about whiskey. Um, I I can speak at small lengths about whiskey, um, but you know I'm I'm a I'm a consumer and have been for uh, well over twenty years, and um, I've certainly tasted a lot of whiskeys. Yeah. Um, whiskey, obviously, being a, an extraordinarily broad category, right? Because there's. Yeah. So did you, times. has your, now you, you all came out with Irish whiskey here. Uh, where do you like play around in scotch, uh, bourbon, rye whiskey, or are you solely Irish whiskey? No. Uh, I'd say that um, the things I've probably had the most of are probably scotch, rye, and Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was a big scotch was the first whiskey I'd ever had that wasn't mixed in something that was actually something you could sip on and, and truly enjoy. And it was something mm-hmm. that someone bought for me before I could afford something like that uh, in my early 20s. And that was really the turning point for me when I, I, I distinctly remember having that glass of scotch and thinking, oh, wow. OK, that's that's my drink now. So for a long time, uh, I was. Uh, almost exclusively a scotch drinker. I stayed away from bourbon for a very long time because I I grew up in the South. I grew up in Alabama and, um, you know, uh, I just, I got, I just got a little carried away with it when I was in, (laughs) when, when, when I was in high school. Um, sure. And, uh, and so I, I think I started to associate it with, um, you know, almost like, getting into arguments and, and like fights and it, it just became, I started to associate it with, with, uh, the negative side of drinking. Um, you know, and I've since come to appreciate, uh, a lot of different, a lot of bourbons that I've tried recently and, and I, I've come back around on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and rye whiskey, I discovered, I don't know, maybe, about 12 years ago or so, um, I was, I was actually weirdly, it happened because I was doing a diet where I was trying to stay off of certain foods. It was a very specific, like I literally had a chart that was like, don't have this. And it was like mm-hmm. all these charts, mm-hmm. you know? And one of the things that apparently my body actually digests really well is rye. So I, I was huh. like, Oh, I should try, I should try, you know, like Chopin rye vodka. I should try rye whiskey. I should, you know, so now I kind of, and then it just became something I, I, I really started to enjoy. Um, you know, it's interesting because I love I, what I love about a good Irish whiskey and it's, and you know, Irish whiskey is tough for me personally, because I don't like things that are too syrupy, too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, obviously Irish is a little bit sweeter and, um, and, and, and that's also the thing that I think makes it really easy to sip and really nice to sip on, um, is that it's not trying to punch you in the face every single time you take a sip of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and so, so when it's done right, when it's really dialed in and it's not, 
too just sweet forward and it's missing all the other complexities, you know, it can be very, very good. But on the other end of the spectrum, what I love about rye is that it just, it's not, it, it's not, it not sweet. Um, it, it is sort of like a punch in the face, but I mean, you know, or, or like a, a cold shower, right. Which is yeah. like a tough thing to do, but, um, but you know, you feel great afterwards. <laughs> well, no, but I, I just really love rye whiskey. I have to say, you know, the the name of the whiskey is uh, the Irish whiskey is called Four Walls. And I get a, I get a lot of press materials from new whiskeys. This is probably one of the best uh, best kits I've, I've ever gotten, because like, you know, it, this is such a great uh, yeah. such a great slogan. Uh, never, never, but never question the bartender's judgment. That is so true, especially when you think about some of those great Irish pubs. And then I love the little cards that you all uh, Mm -hmm. sent as well here, you know, you know, these, the quite a bit of, quite a bit of humor, you know, went into, uh, to these, but of course, you know, you all have the record for the longest running uh, live action sitcom. With always with it's always uh, sunny in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, and I gotta imagine like this. You know, here we are. We're going to sip on some uh, some fifteen year old Irish whiskey. I gotta imagine that's what this was all about. It's a it's a it's a celebration of uh, of those fifteen amazing seasons because that is, yeah. I mean, wow, that's huge, that's wild. Um, never in a million years did I. Uh, not, not only did I not set out to. Um, be in, on a sitcom for uh what's really you know technically we've done 15 seasons but we've been doing it for 17 years 18 years um in very in various forms or another mm-hmm. um as it started as a home movie um never in a million years that i imagined that i would be on a show for that long uh i never even set out to do comedy really mm-hmm. uh, i always liked comedy but um uh, you know here we are and you know this 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 whiskey you know, it was, it, it, it was years in the, in the making in the sense that we had been talking about doing something like this. And, you know, sometimes the stars just have to align because we wanted to do it right. And we wanted to partner with the right people. We wanted to make sure that whatever we were putting out there was, um, you know, felt authentic to us. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the celebration of the record breaking season combined with, this, it all kind of culminated in us realizing like, what's this really going to be about for us? Mm-hmm. And the idea of making it about bars and bartenders felt appropriate. Um, insofar as one of the reasons why we set our show in an Irish pub is because the three of us spent a tremendous amount of time in Irish pubs in our twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my most formative college experiences certainly were, were spent in, in Irish pumps, often drinking Irish whiskey. And, um, you know, and then the significance of the show, the significance of the four walls of the bar, it just all kind of came together and it made sense. And then the fact that of course, hospitality workers were struggling so much during the pandemic, we, we, we of course saw it as not then another opportunity on top of that to, to donate all of our proceeds to, to those people in need. Yeah, it's going to the uh, restaurant workers in uh, in in uh, Pennsylvania, right? Like the right, proceeds yeah. for this, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is that is true. Like we've I've done of I've done a few fundraisers for for bartenders and, and restaurants and and while things are better now, uh, they still have not fully recovered. And you know, here in yeah. Louisville, we lost a lot of restaurants and it's like that all over the country. And um, you know, yeah. that's that sentiment's important. Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things that we're we're all you know, the, that we're all craving since the pandemic, especially, and, and it's becoming abundantly clear is that we need community, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to live now without ever leaving your house. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's never been easier. You can order all your food in, you can have zoom meetings, you can do podcasts over zoom. Um, I would, by the way, much rather be there with you. Um, right on. It, we, we could probably, we'd probably drain a few of these bottles while we were at it, but, uh, nothing you know. would, nothing would make me happier. Um, you know, uh, but I think we all, we crave, we're craving, look, we're, we're social creatures. We're meant to live in tribes. We're meant to be, um, a part of a community. And when we don't have that, I think it has a tremendously negative psychological effect on us. And, mm-hmm you know, bars have just always been a great gathering place for people to come together and, you know, leave their troubles at the door and come inside and, you know, just let loose. Um, so yeah, that's what, and that's, that is what the brand is about. That is what the, this, that is what four walls is about. And then, you know, of course, uh, we wanted to do something, I, you know, me, me being, again, being like an Irish whiskey drinker and a rye whiskey drinker, I was curious to see if we could combine sort of the best elements of both, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is why we came up with the, uh, the Irish American, which you unfortunately don't have, but um, you know, is, is sort of a, a category that's, I guess, emerging, but is, is really not something you hear much about is bl- blending uh, Irish and, and American whiskeys together. Um, so that was, that was, that was a fun experiment too. <laughs> yeah. That's been, uh, that's been on the rise for a few years. It's kind of happening, um, you know, quietly. And, mm-hmm. you know, the background for that is, is that it's uh, in the last decade, there's been a lot of new blood enter the, uh, the whiskey world. Yeah. And instead of like buying a bottling, the same old, same old, you've got people saying like, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? And so, uh, I am actually glad to see you all, you know, take a, a ringer on that because I think there's a lot of potential there in, in the category of blending, you know, different spirits. Uh, I'd like to see more of that. And so, well, it seems like there's a little bit of a stigma attached to it. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as some people are concerned, I mean, we are very, sort of obsessed with this idea of like, you know, single barrel, uh, you know, one source, you know, a hundred percent, you know, this, and, and that again, you know, that, that like blending is almost, uh, is almost cheating. Um, yeah. And, blending and I, is a dirty word in American styles. And that goes way back to, uh, to the 1890s when Canadian distillers were coming into the States and they specialized in blending and the American straight distillers were very much opposed to it. Mm-hmm. And so they would, they passed a law uh, to protect their spirit called the bottled and bond act. Now there was a lot of reasons for that, but you still see that on the shelf today. And then after prohibition, you had uh, blends were the only thing they could really get on the shelf. And it, it consisted of uh, neutral grain spirit. And so when, you, when, 
an old school set of consumers see a blend in their mind, it's mixed with neutral grain spirit. Whereas like right. most of the blends on the shelf today are not that right. So, and the Kentucky distillers went as far as like completely avoiding the, the term blend in their marketing. So they would say they were batching or they were marrying or mingling. And so they used every damn word they could, but the word blend to actually <laughs> mingling, describe mingling, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, look at the, the reason, the reason we did it was because, I mean, again, our focus as we kept talking about it, as we kept kind of conceiving of what this brand was and what, what, what were we putting into the world that didn't already exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, the 15 year, obviously, you know, there just, just aren't that many Irish whiskeys that have been aged for that long. There will be, there will be eventually, um, you know, since Irish whiskey is so on the rise, but, you know, this is uh, obviously a limited edition thing, um, you know, but the, the Irish American blend, um, you know, it, it felt on theme to try and create something that we, we like the idea of creating what we're calling the bartender's utility tool mm -hmm. uh, and giving them something that they could uh, oh, look at that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm just I'm just being I'm being extremely rude, but this bottle's looking no, at me saying, like, let's have a taste here. But uh, <laughs> no, I want you to keep 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 talking. I want to I want to smell away here. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, yeah. So we wanted to create the, the bartender's utility tool. I mean, I, we, we love the idea of a bartender pouring look eventually, I mean, you know, between you and I, there, there will be uh, hopefully down the line, uh, a mass market version of the American, uh, the Irish American uh, blend. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the idea is there is that you can, it should be great to sip on. It should be also something that you can just do shots. But the rye whiskey gives it that kind of bold finish that allows it to hold up in a cocktail in a way that uh, I think a lot of traditional Irish whiskeys generally yeah, don't. Just just smelling the fifteen year, uh, it's got it's got a beautiful honey nose. Like there's like some hints of citrus here. I'm just thinking that this might be a touch too classy for Patty's Pub. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just not I'm just not seeing anyone drinking something this good in in that place. You know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, Frank's probably got tucked away somewhere because uh, he's the only one that can afford it. Um, so he's probably but, pairing it with like a deep fried crow egg or something. <laughs> oh, you know the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's definitely off brand in that in that sense. You know, I mean, these. uh <laughs> You know, to to put out something that's not just a you know regular shit kick and pour it all over the bar while you're pouring shots, you know, almost almost seems wrong. But uh, you know, we'll get there. Damn, that is really good. <laughs> Isn't it something else? Yeah, that's. Um, um, is this I'm the a, first time I'm you're a, tasting it? Uh, yeah, actually, I have been. I have been. Um, I know you're you're filming right now. Um, I've been all over the place and this is like my only, this was my only day to actually sit down and, um, and do any kind of tasting this week. And next week I'm actually out shooting. So I am all, I'm, I'm all, I'm all over the place. This is the only time I've had a chance to actually do any tasting at all this week. And yeah, I got to say like the, I'm a huge fan of Irish single malts, but some of them will 
will kind of like have lost that like they're too they're outside of what i would consider like the irish style and this is like this is nailing it it's like so it's so pronounced on my palate uh the citrus the honey it's floral and i love the proof on this like you all you all didn't bottle it at like some kind of like weak ass proof that a lot of a uh, lot of people will to stretch the bottles out this is packing 115.6 proof and that's um that's that's what us uh, whiskey drinkers like so truly yeah no that's what i've grown to enjoy um I, I i don't know if that was one of the reasons why i was drawn to a lot of uh rye whiskeys initially i, th- I felt like a lot of the ones that i tasted were um either cask strength or or at least mm-hmm. sort of 90 proof and above and uh now it's very tough for me to drink an 80 proof whiskey uh i think there's a you know look there there's a there's a place for everything right there's a place for an 80 proof whiskey absolutely um, yeah you know and certainly for 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 those of us who you know don't necessarily can't aren't accustomed to the to like i think if the average person who who isn't like a, a massive whiskey fan and connoisseur were to taste that it it you know it might be a little too much you know mm-hmm. um but uh but uh yeah i really appreciate a, a, a good cask strength thing i want to taste the full thing i don't you know the it just sometimes the, the 80 proof say they always taste watered down to me they do typically because they they are because they are so <laughs> right so outside of your refined palate of course who has the best palate on the show for for whiskey tasting outside of me absolutely outside of you absolutely that's a good question i probably maybe danny um i know look i've you know having been to danny's house over the years he's always got some really great whiskeys and scotches around and uh mm-hmm. um so i feel like he's he's definitely got a an appreciation for it and um, he's had his he's had a uh, a spirit brand or two over the years so he's he's been in the in the drink limoncello business, business. He's got, yeah he's got a actually in italy when i was in italy covering limoncello they they loved him because like you know he helped bring limoncello some notoriety you know so that mm-hmm. kind of that came out of nowhere for for them and they were um he basically saved a category that was dying you know yeah yeah totally no it was uh it, it, i I thought it was delicious. I mean, uh, it's not generally the thing, the kind of thing that I, that I drink, but, um, you know, as sort of like a dessert mm-hmm. offering, uh, I, I, I loved, I really enjoyed his, his limoncello. Um, so the show's I, been on for 15 seasons. And one of the things that seems to have, seems to happen with a lot of these shows that resonate with people is that the streaming platforms pick him up and like i I don't want to say saves it or brings new fans but it just it shows the it shows the networks like how much people love a particular show because they keep streaming it over and over and over again Do, do you feel like that you know some of those platforms are really a a big help to the longevity of the show Oh God. Yes. Uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I think that, <clears throat> you know, our sense of humor is such that, uh, 
And again, I think some of this it goes back to the fact that the three of us weren't necessarily, we weren't, I shouldn't even say not necessarily, we weren't comedy people when we started the show. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Were we, were we funny guys? I, yeah, sure. I mean, look, but I know people that are, I, I've got friends that are a lot funnier than I am that, uh, that don't have their own show. Um, you know, so the show was, of course, always about making people laugh, but there was always, it was always equal parts, you know, social commentary and us, um, you know, satirizing things that we saw in, in the culture. And, uh, and I think that we almost inadvertently created something that has a lot of rewatch value because you Mm -hmm. can, you can catch different things each time, each time you watch it. And I think that you, 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 I really don't think, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of our, our, our fans of our show, even they sometimes don't get it at first. Like they'll watch an episode and be like, eh, I didn't like that one. And then they'll watch it a year later and be like, wait, and then they'll watch it a third time and be like, oh, that's my favorite episode. You know, <laughs> um, a lot of my favorite music is that way. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've always been that person to uh, buy an album and f- I force myself to listen to the whole album, even the songs I don't like, because often the songs that take the longest to kind of set in become the richest um, experience, the songs that I can listen to over and over and over again. And I think that without the streaming platforms, you know, it's just a lot harder for people to do that. You know, the fact right. that you don't have to even just even having it on DVD, which people did for a long time you know, you got to go get the DVD, you got to stick it in, you know what I mean? But if you're on Netflix in Canada or, or Hulu in the States, and you're just kind of scrolling through and you can't find something, you might go, oh, okay. All right. I can always, I can always go back to one of my old, my old favorites. And in this, in this world of like, it's, it's difficult to, to be funny, uh, you know, because uh, people, you don't want to offend people, you know, right. But you're, you, the show has like a, it almost has like an offense, uh, an offensive level proof of, of comedy because it's, it, it's gross and bizarre and just so out there. You're like, these guys are just assholes, you know? And so you almost come off that way a little bit. And it's like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's almost like safe. <laughs> right. Well, look, it's, it's what it is, is, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's our black mirror, right? It's, uh, it, it's always, it's, the characters are never um, despicable in ways that you can't sort of identify either in yourself uh, as, as an impulse that maybe you wouldn't follow up on because you try to be a good mm-hmm. person or in someone that you've known, someone in your family you know, or, or, or the people that you read about in the news and you go, what kind of person would do that? Like, you know what I mean? And so our show is an answer to that question, right? Mm. Like you, it's, it's a little bit of wish fulfillment to watch terrible people fail over and over again. Um, but often, you know, and we, we work very hard at this when we're writing the show, you know, we're giving the characters intentions and, um, that I think are in, uh, are relatable impulses, um, but you know, much like a say a revenge action movie, like a Nick Cage revenge movie, 
you know, you're, you might not be the guy to go out and buy a lead pipe and, you know, bash somebody over the head, even if they do deserve it, but you want to watch Nick Cage do it in a movie. You know what I mean? Cause you also want to learn the lesson that like at the end of the day, it didn't make him feel better and it didn't bring his family back or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you, you need to, you need to watch somebody else perform that despicable act. It's a purging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some wish fulfillment. I think it's a purging and uh, I think it's a it's it's meant to be a release valve. So we have to push those buttons in order to truly do that. Um, you know, we have to take the satire to the furthest extremes uh, because to me, that's that's where they're funniest and most poignant, personally. And you know, you'll uh, you'll be coming to to Louisville uh, uh, to Bourbon and Beyond. I I co-founded that uh, that festival. Very excited yeah. to have you here uh for for that and i know you all you all do more than just the show together is it 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 seems to be pretty rare um that people work together on on a show like this and then work together outside of the show in in more than one capacity talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the friendships that you you have formed just by working on uh it's always sunny well, it's, you know, it's evolved so much over the years. Uh, we were friends before the show, but I think, you know, some that some people have been under the misconception that we like grew up together or something like that. Um, we did not. Uh, we became friends, you know, maybe only a couple of years before we created the show together. Um, you know, so again, it was sort of a little bit of a stars aligning type situation. And, you know, so it, the first few years were were pretty tough because, you know, there was... There was a lot of butting of heads. We all, all three of us have very strong opinions about what we like and what we don't like. And so there were just hours upon hours of arguments about how to execute um, something in a script or how to execute something in the edit. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but over the years, we've grown to realize that like now I'm at a, it only took a few years, but after a few years, I realized I'm like, you know what, if I, even if I lose this argument, it's still going to be good because I, these guys are just so smart and funny. And, you know, so there's, there's, there's so much respect amongst the three of us. I have such tremendous respect for those two guys, mm-hmm. for their taste, for their sensibilities. We're all three also extraordinarily different, um, which I, I also think makes it work. We're not of the same mind and yet there's a place where our minds meet and that, and that's the show. Um, and now I would say, the, the podcast as well. And this is the first time you'll be live at, at bourbon and beyond with, you know, as, yeah. as, as a group, that should be, that should be a lot of fun. Definitely should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, it's, it's uh people can expect that to, to see something that they haven't seen in the regular show. We're going to, we're going to bring it. We're not just going to, you know, do, I think, I think that's maybe some of the, a, a, a pitfall that some podcasts can fall into. They're like, Oh, people love my podcast. All I have to do is show up on and sit on stage and, and just talk and they'll be enamored by the fact that I'm there. Um, you know, I think that only goes so far. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of surprises for the people who come see our live shows, including being able to taste some four walls. Oh yeah. And speaking of four walls, uh, will we see that on, on the show at all? Will it, will it make an appearance on the, on the tube? Well, um, I mean, I think 
Pro- probably. I can't say for sure, only because uh, we haven't started writing the next season yet. Um, we couldn't put it on the last season, even though we had already started talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, we couldn't do it then because obviously, I, well, we didn't we didn't even have the bottles then. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to we're actually going to start writing season 16 in November. Um, and yeah, now, do, we'll you, do you have to are you going to have to pay for product placement or like a commercial fee or do they going to cut you some slack there? I think they'll probably cut us some slack. They, they, <laughs> they you know, FX, they, they've been such great partners, man, like they. You know, there's such a, again, it's, it's similar there. There's a lot of mutual respect. Um, you know, I just, I have so much love for, for those guys, that team of people over there. Uh, there's a core team over there that have been there pretty much since the beginning of, of our show, which if you know anything about the entertainment business is extraordinarily rare for uh, people to, to stay in those positions for as long as those guys have. And, uh, uh, they, they, they're a little bit, they're like this sort of, TV executive versions of Rob, Charlie, and I, you know, they've got their own little shorthand and, you know, I just love those guys. So I'm imagining like, if it does make an appearance in the show, you know, you have the, you have the episode where the restaurant critic was kidnapped, you know, (laughs) as a whiskey critic, I'm a little nervous for, uh, for what, what will happen to the whiskey critic, uh, you know, in in the show there. Yeah, you should be nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this is uh, the whiskeys. The whiskeys. This fifteen years, fantastic. And I know there's not a lot of bottles uh, that are out there. And I know you're working on like having a, a larger release um, in in time. But this is this is a long this is a long term play. You know, even after the show ends, is that right? Like you all are planning you know, to have, uh, to have this whiskey for a while. We're keeping it loose. Uh, yeah, we look, we're, we're, this is a little, li- the drops are a little bit of a, uh, proof of concept in a way. Um, you know, not only for, not only to see if the demand is there, but also to see if we're enjoying it, if we're having fun, if we're proud of the whiskey, if we okay. like it, um, you know, I mean, we, we've always tried to follow a very simple rule with the three of us where it's kind of like, if, if we like it, if we think it's fun, then we put it out into the world. We trust that. And we trust that other people will like it too. You know, we've, we, we followed that, uh, we followed that pretty in the exact same way with this, with this whiskey, um, you know, tasting a lot of different blends and tasting a lot of different whiskeys until we found the one that we were like, okay, that's the one. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that's, that that's interesting. Like you all, you all kind of worked as like a, like a tasting panel. And, and I know, yeah. I know the team you worked with, you know, there's NDAs and, and, and you can't exactly talk about where all the whiskey and stuff came from, but, but, you know, people who know Irish whiskey, you know, have a good feel for, for the, where things come from and, and what have you. And uh, in tasting this, I'll just say that at least the 15 year old, this is probably this is this is at a high high level of uh of irish whiskey and i i keep tasting this and i keep going back to it and one of the things that i like to do when i'm tasting something for the first time is i I really like to just sit down and think about it and this is this is a this is a thinking whiskey it's it's making me think um 
and I, I would like to read with this. It's it's got a like some added experiential value, I think, but it's quite it's quite wonderful. So like if you all if you had a big hand in the 15 year old, this is a huge home run, huge home oh, run. Man, thank you so much. That that means a lot. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a huge home run for me, too. That was my biggest fear going into this is that, um, you know, even though I couldn't sit here and tell you, I, I certainly don't know even. 40% of what you know about whiskey, uh, nor have I probably even tasted. Yeah, but your liver's in probably better shape than mine. <laughs> I, I like to think so. Let's, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to imagine that that's true because that makes me feel better about myself. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I do know what I like. Um, and my mm -hmm. biggest fear going into this was that we, I wasn't going to be able to find something that I really liked, I, I, especially with the Irish whiskey. You know, I've found uh, quite a few rise that I really, really like. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't that many. I, ch I tasted a lot of Irish whiskeys when we were building this brand because I wanted to really educate myself on what was out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to say, there are very few that I like, very few Irish whiskeys that I like. But when I like them, mm -hmm. man, it's really something, you know, um, that was one of my biggest problems with bourbon for a long time. It was too sweet. Most of it was too sweet for me. Um, you know, but then somebody handed me a bottle of Noah's mill and I was like, shit, that's, that's delicious. Um, also knocked me on my ass that talk about high proof. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, that was my biggest fear going into this. And, and so I'm, I'm very proud to say that these are, are both whiskeys that, uh, I genuinely, genuinely love, you know, again, for what it's worth. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's all I have to go by. I can't, I only have my, you know, tasting palate. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's all we have, you know, you got to figure out what you like and, you know, but the more you learn about yourself and your and the way you taste, uh, the more it'll help you down the road. But it sounds like you all are going to this release is coming out and you're going to get a see how it how it how the market reacts and how you feel about it. And kind of uh, maybe there will be a second release or is there a plan for a second release? Um, well, so so no, right now um, we only have these limited edition. Uh, bottles. We only have the 15 year Irish and the, uh, the Amer Irish American blend. Okay. And there's only in existence, there are only, I think a thousand bottle, uh, well, like four barrels of the 15 year, which I think is about a thousand bottles. Um, maybe just under a thousand bottles. Uh, it's only 755 of them are actually going to be available for sale. The rest will be, you know, given it to folks like you so they can uh, taste it and hopefully write about it and hopefully, you know, um, get the, help us get the word out about it just because there's a lot, there's a lot to choose from out there. Uh, but, um, you know, and I think there's only 2,500 bottles of the, the Irish American, but I think the, the long-term play, if there ends up being one, um, which I hope there is because so far it's been really fun. Um, the the mass market brand will be something similar probably to mm -hmm. um the uh the tier two irish american that we're putting out um 
you know, again, our primary thing is, is about bars and bartenders and creating a blend that, uh, that bartenders can really use in anything. Um, you know, but we're still toying with things like, uh, the percentage of rye that we put in and, you know, and it, cause it just, it, it, it's, it's amazing how, how little rye you can really put in there before it completely takes over. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're going to continue to mess around with that. Again, this is one of the things that's fun about doing it as a limited release is that we get to, you know, mess around, we get to put something out there and see how it's received and take the feedback and, and change it. Yeah. If we it, the uh, the the world is your oyster, as they say. You know, when it comes to this, and the the only issue that you will have ahead is uh, obtaining whiskeys that you can play with. You know, the that's going to be hard. Um, you'll probably be all right with the rye, Irish whiskey aged, mm, maybe. Well, yeah, bourbon. It's less. It's. I don't think. Um, I mean, the the. the the only thing we've really discussed as a potential mass market brand isn't uh, we're not we're not trying to source a 15 year Irish whiskey across sure. the board. We 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 want to put we actually want to put something out there that's a little bit more attainable for the average uh, the average person. I mean, I you know, these are the the 15 years, a thousand dollar bottle. And the reason it's a thousand dollars is because it's extinct, you know, or this particular one is it's that's it. There's four yeah. barrels of it. That's it. Um, you know, and so we spent a lot of time figuring out how much we were going to price that for. And given the fact that all the profits are going to go to charity, we thought let's, let's really price this, what we think it's worth. Um, mm -hmm. and, and look, you know, if there's anybody who out there who balks at it, they look, go buy one, hold on to it. And then you can resell it in five years for $5,000. <laughs> you know, if you, if you want to just think of it as an investment, um, you know, but, uh, but it was, you know, because it was for a good cause, um, it made sense, you know, and, and even the Irish American is, is $90. So it's not cheap. Um, you know, uh, but it's, um, you know, so, so eventually we'll, we'll put out something that's a little more attainable. Right on. Well, the brand is, uh, is four walls and, um, you might have to look for it, but you know, if you're a whiskey drinker, you know, you know the avenues in which to buy something. And of course, uh, the proceeds are going to help uh, bartenders and restaurants in Pennsylvania. Of course, that's the home of uh, your show or the setting of your show. It's always sunny in, uh, in Philadelphia. I've been on for 15 seasons on FX. Glenn, thank you so much for coming on. It's a really, really good time uh, just sipping with you and uh, and I'm excited for you to see what you all are going to do and, and how, you know, what the next steps are in whiskey. And Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Am I, am I going to see you at Bourbon and Beyond? We're going to see you there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll okay. see me Bourbon and Beyond. We'll do some, uh, we'll, we'll do something. Yeah, we'll do some, We'll great. do something on stage or backstage, but uh, there definitely will be whiskey. I know that. And, <laughs> and maybe, maybe a blindfold maybe a blindfold. Oh, let's do that. No, I, I'm, no. I, I like that. I like that. I mean, it was what, you know, you know, Tony Sachs, right? Yeah. 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 Tony, uh, he gave, dude. he gave us probably our, our best review of the 15 year when he said it was the best, literally the best thing he'd best whiskey he'd ever blind tasted. Um, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And I was supposed to be a judge on that same competition, 
but it, I ended up not being able to for, uh, for personal reasons, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's a good taster. Tony's yeah. a good taster. Yeah. Well, he just won my heart. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Bang it. That's a, that's a, that's, that's the, uh, the whiskey critic who gets to survive the show. That's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, well, Hey Glenn, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I look forward to uh, seeing you at bourbon and beyond in September. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks for having Cheers, me. my friend. All right, Fred. Thanks, man. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to that episode with Glenn Howerton. I hope you got uh, you got something out of that. And and you know what? I'm telling you, folks, if you can get one of these bottles and you like Irish whiskey, you will love Four Walls. This 15-year-old cash-strength Irish whiskey is absolutely delicious. It's expensive, but it's going to charity. Now, full transparency, I did not pay for my bottle, but I get sent samples by the uh, the distillers, which you all know. But um, that, from the interview perspective, I really enjoyed talking to Glenn. Glenn was uh, was kind of the, it just kind of seemed, it was kind of fun getting a little inside peek into things like Danny DeVito's liquor collection. I just, and just imagine that being awesome. So just such a great cast there and such an important show for, for the state of, uh, for our world. It's hard to be funny right now. You know, you I mean it, it's a very politically correct world, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but and there's ways to be funny without, you know, being mean. And the way they do it with satire, I just, I just think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant show, and there's a reason why it's been on for 15 seasons, soon to be 16. So uh, that's going to do it for the interview portion of this of this show. Uh, now next week we're going to have Dave Stevens from We Came as Romans. It's Dave Stevens for We Came as Romans. Uh, they've got a new record out. He talks about what it was like to lose a bandmate and uh, and do a uh, a record uh, after the loss of their of their lead singer Kyle. So that is an important episode for you to listen to as well. Also coming up, we've got uh, we've got comedians like Natalie Cuomo will be on and NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. So, you know, Ian Rappaport, the guy who's breaking all that news. Uh, those are just some of the guests that we have coming up in the next couple months. So be safe out there, folks. And if you can, give us a subscribe on however you listen to the podcast. If you're coming to us for the first time, we got a lot of great guests. Always good whiskey. And however you do listen to this show, you're going to see a little review button. You know what? It goes a long way to the podcast algorithm when you give us a review. And this show uh, helps employ a few people. So uh, appreciate you uh, giving us a review when you get a chance. And if you would like a Fred Minnick Show sticker, a Fred Minnick Show sticker, hit me up on fredminnick.com. That's fredminnick.com. Dot com. Click the contact button and let me know your address. I'll send you a sticker. Cheers, everybody. Be safe out there. Remember, a bucket sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred's books, articles, podcasts, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. I am not a tournament. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. 
Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.